Features. The regular features. These are the episodes of the regular features podcast. Their continuing mission to find a feature worth repeating, to seek out new features and regular features, to boldly feature where no feature had featured before. Regular featured before. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Just regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Hello and welcome to episode 218 of the Regular Features Podcast. Really 218 already. Can it really be that? It It barely feels like 217 episodes. Regular Features is a comedy podcast brought to you by four fun time man friends. With penises. Sadly, two of those gorgeous penises can't be with us here tonight. So it's just me and Steve, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Did you hear something? I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't hear Sarah Morgan (laughs) laughing from the other side of the room. Hello. In that cacophonous (laughs) voice of hers. Hey, Sarah. How are you doing? Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's Mauer. It's Mauer pleasure. <laughs> Mauer. <laughs> it's time for the power hour with Mauer Dower. <laughs> like a Mauer. Oh, God, I'm actually talking like a baby at the moment. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's my it's my feminine presence. I reduced you to a man-child. You're beguiling. <laughs> I know. I made you want to suckle. Stop changing me. <laughs> I don't like it. This is why we've had to deploy the two gayest members of Regular Features <laughs> to be with you tonight, Sarah. Hello. Um, oh. I'm a woman. <laughs> is that all you've got? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be shrill and vocal fry. I'll do some vocal fry. That Shall really I gets do pod- some vocal fry? That's what women do on wow. podcasts, apparently. Does that really annoy male listeners? Yes, or? it does. Yes, it antagonises them, yeah. Could you just talk... Hello... Hello, I'm Sammy Morgan. That's uh, all. An old lady. Shall I go? Oh, go, go. Just go. Just go. Oh, hello, Percy. Hello, hello. The only woman oh, that men kill can hear. Hello, Percy. <laughs> is from Phyllis, Coronation Phyllis Pierce from Coronation Street. <laughs> the only woman that men will listen to. Yeah, very authoritative uh, brogue that she has. <laughs> <laughs> Should we say who Sarah Morgan is and what Sarah <laughs> no, Morgan does? No, <laughs> Sarah Morgan is a long-time friend and uh, possibly a more successful writer than any of us. But no, 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 no don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. Just because she's a brilliant comedy mind. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, dude. Ah, yeah, throwing you under the anticipatory bus there, Sarah. <laughs> Can't wait to hear what you've got, Sarah. It's going to be the best feature that we've ever done in 218 episodes. Sure. I think it's lovely that you're finally inviting a woman on. 
Oh, I think that's it, really. We've got to get our man creds up in this. Sure. Now, now the world's gone to shit. We need to... I feel like this podcast is now fi- at least 50% women. Yes. There is an over-representation mm. of women on the podcast as far as... I'm not going to count the number of women in the room, but I have a feeling there's loads of women on this podcast all of the time now. <sighs> it's just sometimes... When we do live shows... You do sometimes hear them in the audience. Mm. It's a little bit much. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Let's do some features. <laughs> or we could go from welcoming you and alienating you <laughs> alternately for the next two days. <laughs> like the sort of female Joe Scrabbles. There's a woman on the podcast. I suppose I'm not allowed to talk about man things that I like to talk about in the safe space that we created on regular features. I'm sorry, man. I.e. There, there are no safe spaces. My penis and balls. Your penis and balls are a safe space. Now they're off the table. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> they were less safe on the table. <laughs> that may be, Log. Um... But regardless, in order to combat this rampant swing to political correctness gone mad (laughs) post-Brexit, I went to Brussels in Luxembourg? No, Belgium. That's where that is. uh, To visit the EU Parliament. Nay, the EU Parliamentarium, which is the open visitor centre area of the EU Parliament, where you're allowed to just go and walk around. And they have a tour, um, a 90-minute tour, that takes you through the formation of the European Union. It shows some of the fun regulations and treaties that they imposed. These are, these fun treaties are the things we're going to be missing out on. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of them. And it's, it starts off really in sort of an upbeat spirit with some photography of some school children in the 1940s being taught how to wear gas masks in case the Germans dropped a chemical weapon on London. Orcs. <laughs> and the audio logs, the audio things that they give you, um, they're clearly designed to be understood by children and also interesting to adults as well. <laughs> but with a few dirty jokes for the dads. <laughs> yeah, a bit of blue for the mums. <laughs> so there's like a, there's an audio narration of um, uh, describing, oh, yeah, these children are were living in, in fear of their lives. Imagine if you had an argument with your school friend. Would you rather fight him or talk it Create out? Create <laughs> <laughs> or join the Schengen Agreement. <laughs> so at the EU, we like to talk things out rather than get into fights. It's like, oh, good good job, EU. I mean, that is one of the lovely things. Obviously, everything's horrible now, but and people tend to forget that it hasn't been a very long time since we were literally murdering each other in the tens of millions and that's why the European Union's good. That's what I learned at the European Union. That's <laughs> so, Yeah. Can you explain what's happening in the world today, then, as the basis of your visit? Well, there is a huge interactive exhibition at the European <laughs> Union Parliamentarium. <laughs> it's got this huge map of, of Europe, funnily enough. And you, you grasp onto a, 
a pedestal with an iPad embedded in the top and a camera on the bottom. And you move this pedestal around this giant map of Europe like you're in the Crystal Maze. Nice. And you hover over a point of interest and the iPad thrums into life and starts telling you about some sort of law that you invented that has something to do with that place. So I thought I'd recreate that for you today. Thank which you. Which is why we're all standing on this giant map of Europe. Oh, I wonder why we're standing on a giant map of yeah. Europe. Audacious um, opening gambit. Yeah. I'm glad you made it clear before we jumped off in fear. I'm surprised you didn't ask about it for the two hours leading up to the podcast. You just... When I was like getting you quiche or Prosecco. Yeah. It was, was a long like, way to welcome. go. <laughs> Why are we standing on Europe? You'll probably tell me. I mean, yeah, I'm not yeah, a fan yeah, of the yeah, I might have missed an episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarah and Log. Hello. Hi. You have a pedestal with an iPad on it, and you have an entire map of the European Union. You may move the pedestal to any position you desire, as long as it's one of the five nodes <laughs> in the map. <laughs> and then I will read out to you what the European Union Parliamentarium has to say about that. Well, well but while we're while we're still part of it, the United Kingdom might be fun. Oh God! Because okay. you know it might not be that much longer. I'd like to enjoy. Yeah, I, United I thought, Kingdom. Okay. Good, good, I cool. thought from from the angle of him writing the feature, I thought maybe he'd write. England last or you, the UK? Oh God, is that the best one? I don't know. It's actually, I think it's one of the bleakest one. To it's happen. the worst one, so I'm okay. happy to open with this okay. one. Okay. Great. Let's the, trundle the, the pedestal over. Trundle, 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 trundle. Moving the pedestal. E U E U E U E U E. Learning about the European laws and regulations. Moving it all around Having such fun right now with my friends Learning the things and having such fun Education, it's time to learn about Facts European laws and things Regulations, it's is a good time to have Everybody's lots of fun Everyone's having fun with everyone and regular features Regular features Regular features Regular features Yes You've arrived <laughs> at London. I'm so glad that you've decided to learn more about London. London is the capital city of the European island of Great Britain, also known as England. It is here that Europe invented the language of English, a form of talking that is still used in many books to this day. You may even be hearing my voice in English right now if you looked confused or angry when the woman handing out the audio guides at the start of this exhibition asked you a question. English is famous for having the stupidest words of any language. The six most stupid words in any language are all English. And here they are. Bird, branch, treacle, ramp, apothecary, and hosepipe. <laughs> the only woman to have used all of these words in a single sentence was Princess Anne during a royal visit to Antwerp in which she described an event from her past in which a fireman destroyed a pharmacy for reasons that are simply too convoluted to go into now. <laughs> Suffice to say, the bird from her bird story never recovered from its injuries, and Princess Anne was asked never to return to Belgium. So the next time you say the word bird or hosepipe, take a moment to thank the English language, Europe's most terrible sound. <laughs> 
I kind of wanted you to go to so the next time you say all of the words I mentioned earlier <laughs> one at a time <laughs> uh, right guys hold on to the pedestal it's oh, time to on. wheel this bad boy around to the next location on the European map someone play some Enya while we do some floating around sidestep to the left <laughs> I want to go to, I imagine you've probably done Spain, where the hot men come from. Let's see what we've got here. Uh, did you say Sweden? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, and I will preface this by saying, this is really close to the actual audio that played when I rolled my actual pedestal onto Sweden. Because this is, this is a real thing that happens at Parliamentarium. There are pedestals that you roll around on a giant map. Is there more than one pedestal? Because this sounds like chaotic. <laughs> There's about seven pedestals. So you can... Do you, can you people. bump into a person on another pedestal? It's like, but, uh, yeah, go-karts. There's button-naked go-karts. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Parliamentarium. It sounds so close to Planetarium. I know. That it's, it's, like, it's like slightly annoying. Like You feel disappointed when you come out that you don't know more about space. Yeah. <laughs> Gothenburg. <clears throat> <laughs> Cars are excellent for getting from A to B. That's why they're so popular. That's verbatim what the other <laughs> But what happens when cars go wrong? Every day in the EU, a million drivers are injured in collisions with a million other drivers, creating two million accidents and requiring 50,000 ambulances, 10,000 of which are involved in secondary ambulance accidents, at which point emergency helicopters are called in. To date, no single helicopter has ever crashed. Thank goodness. What? But what can be done about the growing piles of dead and dying drivers that line the continent's curbs like rubbish bags on bin day in a borough where the local council has moved to fortnightly collection? I love your moment. Hang on, Sarah. I just, I thought, this I thought, isn't true at all. I was really into it. I was believing, you know, <laughs> Steve's authoritative manly voice. <laughs> I just went with it. I was really into it. <laughs> and then when you became outraged when no helicopters yeah. had crashed. I suddenly thought of a helicopter crash and then went, no. That made me, that was a light glider. When Nigel Farage had a helicopter crash. It was, crash. yeah, no. It was uh, like, I find, apart from Black Hawk Down, there No, there's actually been, not been oh, any helicopter um, crashes. I'm sorry for... Colin McRae. Yeah, yeah. He went down in one. Yeah. Who? Colin McRae. Oh, I thought you said Concray. I'm sorry to say... Concray is not a name. Con, no, Concray. He, yeah, he's dead as fuck, isn't he? Yeah. To, sorry, much to the chagrin of Codemasters. <laughs> I think your voice is too believable. You're like Facebook fake news. <laughs> yeah, I should be more responsible with the <laughs> yeah, things that I say. It's not satire, it's just lies. <laughs> the answer, which I'll reiterate as to the question of what to do with all the dead bodies on the road, is simple. Seat belts. Invented in the North European city of Gothenburg in 1959, true, the seatbelt has saved more lives than any other European invention in European history, apart from the gun that shot Hitler, <laughs> which was invented in Germany and arguably prevented the deaths of countless billions of people Hitler would have undoubtedly gone on to kill had he not shot his own head off. So next time you're in a car or just sitting down in an especially fast room, remember to buckle up. <laughs> it's good that you learn little facts about it's great European history and it's nice it? that the EU is willing to just bring Hitler up like that isn't yeah it? oh they British drop Hitler in whenever they can really, he's basically it? why they made it really just to make sure Hitler didn't happen again yeah wow. he is Hitler does he go like an animatronic <laughs> Hitler guys 
hold on have to the pedestal. <laughs> I think there's got to be France. Moving the pedestal. E U E U E U E U E. You've arrived at Paris. Nice. Oh God. When it grew, I'm disappointed that I got it right. <laughs> you thought it'd be another French city. <laughs> Name another French city. <laughs> nice. No, it's bad. Dordogne. <laughs> Wine. La Rochelle. <laughs> when it proved impossible from an engineering standpoint <laughs> to install a rotating restaurant at the top of the Eiffel Tower, an EU treaty was created that forced all restaurants not at the top of the Eiffel Tower to rotate instead, <laughs> thereby creating the illusion from the top of the Eiffel Tower that you were the one who was rotating and not the hundreds of restaurants below you. A bit like how when you're on a train and the train next to you starts moving and you think your train is moving and you stand up and shout to everyone in the carriage, oh my God, the train is moving. But in reality, your train isn't the one that's moving, it's the train next to you. Almost as soon as this treaty was implemented, it was found to not work in the slightest Causing nothing but pan metro dizziness. <laughs> How many cities we got left? There aren't any more cities in Europe, are there? Gotta rock around. You think you got two more to go? Oh, oh, hang on. It's Where's not the drugs. Him. Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Oh, it would be, wouldn't it? I'm gonna. You hopeless, <laughs> drippy hippie, you. <laughs> on the way to Amsterdam, your iPad-enabled pedestal accidentally. Detect Dublin. Sure. Oh. Yeah. So it's triggered Dublin on the way. The other city of debauchery. Town of poets and drunks, Dublin's wild horse population <laughs> was eradicated in just six weeks thanks to an EU treaty banning the use of hooves. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a clue. The last one's Luxembourg. Uh, let's oh, go to. <laughs> um, hang on. Sarah, I'll let you choose the last one. Um, thanks. Um, Come on, find a funny like way to say the word that he's just said. <laughs> this is really hard. Yeah, I thank, threw you thanks under for the bus. Thanks for throwing me under that bus. <laughs> Luxembourg. She said Luxembourg. 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 Here we are. <laughs> In 1985. You nearly made me shout, Come. Because <laughs> it rhymed with Jigger had the bum. That would have made me sound like I was just shouting out come in the middle of a podcast. Yeah, that's true. Okay, <laughs> forget what you want. She's done twice now in the last two sentences. <laughs> <clears throat> Here's some facts about Luxembourg. Get ready. In 1985, Europe got into a room in Luxembourg and signed the Schengen Agreement which was an agreement between all member states that enshrined in European law the rights of all European citizens to travel freely between participating countries without being chased by a biplane. Before this landmark <laughs> agreement between nations was signed, a traveller wishing to cross from one European country into another European country would have to show their passport to a registered border official, at which point a distant buzzing sound would be heard and a menacing biplane would appear on the horizon, <laughs> growing larger and louder until it chased the European citizen into a nearby cornfield. 
The Schengen Agreement is built upon one of the core founding principles of the European Union, that freedom of movement and not getting chased by a biplane <laughs> flown by the Red Baron is a fundamental <laughs> right of all European citizens. Some member countries, such as the United Kingdom and Ireland, oh. have chosen to opt out of the Schengen area, so a passport is still required to travel to these places and a biplane will still fly out <laughs> from behind the cloud and force you to hide under a bridge for two hours until it eventually gives up and flies away. <laughs> Thank you for uh, visiting the interactive exhibitions at the European Parliamentarium. I hope you've enjoyed your stay. It closed 20 minutes ago. We've been very kind of <laughs> indulging you. <laughs> Could you please leave and tweet using the hashtag <laughs> EU Parliamentarium? Oh, I'd like to get locked into a parliamentarian overnight. Yeah. I bet they do, you know, like with the uh, Natural History Museum, when you get like lock ins, like adult lock ins with yeah. the dinosaurs. With Ben Stiller. What? <laughs> Isn't that night at the museum I'm thinking of? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Sorry. No, actually, hang on. Bangs, yeah. Wait, wait. Do they actually have lock-ins at yes, the National History Museum? Yeah, National History Museum has things like dino late nights or something. I've heard it's really uncomfortable. You have to sleep on a marble floor. On yeah, these, you have to sleep on the steg of a stegosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> right on the steg. It goes right in your back. <laughs> I'm going to miss Europe when it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I, when we leave, I can only imagine it'll deflate and fly around the globe like a balloon. I want a feature now. I don't think I want one. You know, the intro to Friends seasons, the later seasons, like three to six, it's a great scene in which a balloon flies around and goes into Joey's crotch, which I dare say was unscripted. But he <laughs> responded to it with perfect comic timing. Yeah. So well, they put it in the intro sequence to Friends. Oh. So you don't remember this? But, no, I think, I think what they did is he held an inflated balloon in his crotch, let it go, and, and then inflate, reversed the film. Reversed the film. Yeah. That's why it's inflating as it flies around the room. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he just caught it so expert. Is that, is that actually what happened? No, it's not. Why don't I know what happened no, It was just a take in which he let laughing? go of a balloon, it flew around the room and zipped into his crotch, and he sort of flinched very slightly in a really funny way. And that's in the title sequence. That's in the title sequence of Friends. But that's... No, I don't... I think I'd flinch very slightly if a small balloon hit me in the crotch. Yeah, but you would break character and you'd turn to the camera. Like, I'm not Joey anymore! <laughs> I hate sandwiches! <laughs> it is time for the next regular feature. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm looking to buy a house. And it's a real moment in life when you think, I'm growing up. I mean, like... Nothing in life makes you feel like you're an adult than maybe just thinking, there's a big cube <laughs> and I want it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a process I'm going through for a couple of months now. And like I've discovered some things about myself in that um, I am the kind of person that will walk inside a cube and go, that looks nice. Oh, I like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll need someone with me to say things like, this is a disgusting house. <laughs> Bad cube. <laughs> this room is this, tiny. This cube is damp. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is a stain 
No one has no one has done a Banksy on it. It is just bad stains. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I can't. I'm just not very good. I, I have no critical eye when it comes to houses. But I am looking to buy a house, and that makes me an adult, Do a you big f- old grown up. Man who needs to leave childish things behind. What's the do you, do you feel like when buying a house? Because I don't, I can't imagine a future in which I can ever do that because I'm a millennial. Sure. So, yeah. Um, does it feel like you just walk around going, "Oh, this is the house that I want a bank to buy for me, and then I owe the bank all of my money forever until I die." What I do do is spend a lot of time going to different banks and saying, "Here's." Here's what I want you to think I earn. How much could I borrow from you? And that is called an agreement in principle. <laughs> and you can print that off and show it to an estate agent. And they'll think, they'll, they'll act like you're real just because you filled in some forms on the internet. <laughs> and that, that's how it works. And that's what being a grown-up is all about. Cool. And I'd like to share with you, as part of this, my just a, a new part of a big grown-ups chapter in my life where I've got to put fucking... Stop being such a idiot and maybe focus on grown-up things mm-hmm. i'd like to share with you a couple of transcripts of um and maybe perform with you a couple of transcripts uh, sure. of me being shown around a house mm. it a shows creation of sorts yeah, yeah. Mm. so uh, <laughs> yeah i just want to give you a glimpse into my big old proper grown-up life the first house i went to see i'm sorry this is my first ever regular feature script so can you give me a kind of Directorial lead on the oh, voice you'd like those. me to do. We Can you just give me, give me give me some notes on my character? We've never done that before. Okay, fine. But, but bear in mind that you and this are the estate um, agent, so sure. try to be kind of authoritative, not authoritarian. There's too much of that these days. Sarah. Sarah. Stumbled on tit. Then. That was weird. I'm sorry. I was looking at you. I saw two tits, so I had to insert tit tit in the middle of the adult Were my nipples dotting the eyes? <laughs> I've just ruined this with my feminine energy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, you never do that again. <laughs> okay, just read this like a normal woman's voice. Well, no, no like, shrill. Like, like an estate agent Vocal voice. Crime. No, no, an estate agent would have gone through lots of counselling to show men around houses and not be shrill. Okay. So anyway, the first house. Bear in mind that this is a. I feel it's been too long since I've mentioned that this is a big new adult chapter of my life where I'm mature. Yes. And that needs to be said next to this sentence to actually make the joke. The first house I got shown round was a two bedroomed queef that went into a dick pipe. <laughs> oh, I like this. Very roomy. Yes, the walls of the dick pipe do look like they've sustained a little wind damage, though. Yes, that was a terrific queef that came thundering through the dick pipes in the 90s. It completely killed the tenants, a pair of hard-working students who had decided not to go out and party that night, but focus on their studies in this, their rented dick pipe. Oh, I'm oh, I'm sorry, that's, that's terrible. I mean, depends what you think of students, I suppose. Not so partial myself. Is this place haunted, then? Because I'm a ghostbuster and I love busting ghosts. Well, that's a coincidence. Yes, it was haunted. But I'm a ghostbuster, too, and I've already busted all the ghosts. Hmm. I'm not doubting your abilities as a ghostbuster, but are you sure you busted all of the ghosts? 
Or any of them. Yes, I've got seven rainbow-coloured ghosts and seven sizzling traps over there, each steamier and more disobedient than the last. Hmm, let me look in those traps. Please don't open up all my busted ghosts. (laughs) I think I know what I'm doing. I am, after all, a boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. Now there are unbusted ghosts everywhere. It really shouldn't be that easy to undo the busting process. I hope you realise this will bring the price down. None of this is my fault, and I don't want to live in a haunted dig pipe. Well, isn't this typical? Look to camera. Men. <laughs> oh, I feel so included now. <laughs> this is great. I never, I never appreciate the comedy potential of having a woman on a podcast. <laughs> it means we can finally address Ghostbusters. <laughs> if just one of them had been a man, none of this would have happened. <sighs> well, that's of course that's not the first. Well, that was the first, (laughs) but it's not the only house that I've been to visit recently in my voyage to become a mature adult who needs to put aside childish things and stop being such a big old baby. (laughs) The second house I went to see was a shoe-shaped maisonette that keeps flying into a big arse. (laughs) Oh, I do like the sense of momentum in this house. Rapidly curtailed momentum as the house collides like clockwork with the arse. I like the way you can vary the spray. I beg your pardon? Oh, never mind. That's just my inscrutable son, Steve. He can only say lines from the 1980s advert for Myra Showers. You've got to admire a Myra. That's it. He's finished the advert. He'll be quiet now. (laughs) Here in the kitchen, you get a great view of the arse through a couple of the spacious eyelets of the boot, and you can use the mixer tap as a kind of rudder to steer the boot into the left or right buttock. I mean, I suppose this is an obvious question to ask. You must get it all the time, but this boot's been on the market for a while now, and the only reason I can imagine is that that's God's arse, and he's a vengeful God. (laughs) The the vendor hasn't advised us on the owner of the arse. We like to say that the arse is unknowable. You can, however, get closer to the arse by kicking it. I like the way you can vary the spray. (laughs) I'm very sorry, he doesn't usually start reciting the advert again this soon. There must be something wrong. Steve, Steve, what are you doing? He's using the mixer tap to aim the boot right for... Oh, God, we're headed straight for the anus. Uh Uh-oh, hold tight. (laughs) You've got to admire a Myra. (laughs) I am not your inscrutable son, Log. I am an angel, placed in your care to observe you throughout your life. Hello, I am also an angel. I was trying to sell you this boot as a parable. So this is why the boot has been on the market for so long. It's a metaphorical boot that delivers prospective buyers to their judgement. You've hit the cobbler's nail on the head. I'll buy it. (laughs) Let's turn this boot around and kick Allah in the nuts. I'm just getting word from God that that is a blessed quest. He's going to fart us out now. And welcome to series three of Preacher, in which me and my ramshackle group of friends try to fly a boot into Allah's ball bag. Thank you, Steve Bannon from the Trump presidency. So So topical. Thanks.
I just unwrapped a lint ball. Oh, God, it was one of the red ones. <laughs> that means red? it's got milk in it. <laughs> milk, some milk, but not as much as the golden ones. You know what else makes milk? Ladies' boobs. Oh, bingo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had so many go-tos before ladies' boobs. <laughs> really? Goats' boobs. <laughs> Goats are ladies. Oh. So I've never known a woman before. What sure. is it like to have boobs and uh, for them to be lactating constantly? Except for when you sleep, obviously. Does Is one of them an in-boob and one of them an out-boob? Can you lock them together to turn yourself off? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I feel like this is good. This is, this is, you know, the ask me anything section Mm. as a woman. I feel like I haven't prepared a feature. This was, this was, I was slightly blindsided by my appearance on the show. Sarah, you were not given a chance to write a feature today because I was doing, I was on your podcast. Sure. Mm. and um, The Fear which is a very good podcast you need to listen to it it's got loads of people on it who are way better than anyone you've ever spoken to including me shut up <laughs> shut up she's I over the mouth I yelled through a massive mouthful of limp balls <laughs> yeah. shut up lot. shut yeah no shut up you sold me let me sell you gal <laughs> oh I thought that's so, what gay so... best friends are for <laughs> can you just prop me up and say nice things about me so um, basically, oh, she, God, that's got, there's no way that she could add a feature. So now we've got to improvise a feature by asking her questions about her tits. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm bang out for it. Who um, wants to ask me? Yeah, ask me anything. I, I feel like this is an important educational moment. I'm a woman. Ask me anything. AMA. Do women <laughs> shit out their fannies? <laughs> good good question. That is a good one. You can shit babies out your fannies, but you can't shit shit out your fannies. <laughs> but babies do go on to do a shit. <gasps> Whoa. True. What if a baby shat in your fanny on the way out? And then you... What if, what what if, you if it's parting shit? shot? <laughs> the first shit that a baby <laughs> does... Last hurrah. <laughs> Do you know what the first shit that a baby does is? No, I don't. The first shit that a baby does is it's bright green and the reason ambergris. It's it is. It's like whale vomit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's called ambergris. It's worth a fortune on the internet. It's like Bitcoin. Chanel will buy it. Off. <laughs> buy it on the dark web. <laughs> the first, the first. Do you know this? The first, the first shit that a baby does is bright green because it's the fur they lick off their bodies before they're born. They lick fur. And there is a special name for it, and I can't remember what it's called. I knew that they did green shits, but mm. I didn't realise that was the first precious shit. Is, mm. Yeah, they lick, they're covered in hair when they're inside you. you I'm not just a woman, I'm cats. a mother. <laughs> so I have so much information. <laughs> so I, much want, knowledge. I also know you used to work on a ladies' magazine, so mm. I want to know if you ever, as part of your <laughs> life on a ladies' magazine, wrote the phrase to an aspiring teenage lovemaker. <laughs> Cup the balls and work the shaft. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly, I feel like this is an important point. And I think that two gay gentlemen and a lady is the perfect forum for this conversation. (laughs) Because I... I've never understood the cut the balls thing. Why wouldn't you? Why are you neglecting what's there to play no, with? No, I understand that balls need attention, but I feel like I'm not sure what you meant. Like, do you put your hand out like like a waiter with a tray of Ferrero Rocher, like, and get underneath? And then what do you do? What are you meant to do? I think it's contact with the perineum. 
Oh. And the cupping action of the balls encompasses some sort of. I think that's some sexual advice that I had as a teenager when I was not having sex. Mm. But a way to delay coming was to jam your knuckle in the perineum. (laughs) Because it had to get through there. And I imagined it was like stepping on a cartoon hose pipe. <laughs> sure. And this one looks down the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> it goes off in their face. This, this penis doesn't appear to be working. I'll just have a look in the end of it. <laughs> I, I can't ever imagine some sex advice that was that was like... Jam your knuckle. To, and here's how to advise someone on not how to not make them come. <laughs> uh, no, it's more like... No, it's more like if you are the boy and you feel like you're going to come too quickly... Jam a knuckle up there. Jam a knuckle up it. <laughs> sure. Mm. Well, but then again, that's quite noticeable if you're I suppose flick the tip is what I've heard that's how to lose an erection you flick the tip Um, you flick the tip of the penis to stop someone coming and I've got something destroy an erection how to destroy an erection (laughs) how to ruin an erection with one false fingernail in that situation you could probably think of many ways in which to stop someone having an erection is that like a I didn't realise that was the biggest the most pressing issue for men today how would if you were having sex with someone you wanted to stop having an erection so you could get busy in the kitchen or something. Sure, no. What would you you do? Yeah, I think you're right. Tap them on the bell end with a chilled teaspoon. (laughs) (laughs) Or wrap it like a naughty cat. (laughs) (laughs) Squirt it with the plant spray. Um, So, this is from brocouncil.com slash articles slash ask a woman. Brocouncil.com. Brocouncil. They want to know, ask a woman. Can I just ask, is the the bro council like Harringay Council? I think <laughs> they like, do they do my bins? They probably have do access they? to all the latest Because I, I would like to I would like to ask them what band I'm in because I think they're overcharging me for my council tax. <laughs> oh I think are you is she in L seven or Bikini Kill? <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> so do, what what bro council want to know, or at least um this gentleman in particular, do girls like beards? Do all girls like beards. Oh, I love this. This is a, this is a writing forum for. So someone's written in and just said, "Do women like beards? All women, um, as in the homosexual accompaniment or the or the facial hair?" I think there's a big picture of a man in a red, fucking broad rimmed hat and a red suit and a red tie <laughs> and a beard and and a beard <laughs> and sunglasses. He he seems the the illustrative man seems like an archetypal douchebag, mm. and I want to know if you like him. Look at him. Mm. Do you like him? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, no. He, well, he looks yes. Great. Yeah, sure. All no, women that, do yeah, like beards. No, all, all women like beards. Sorry, I really want an easy answer for this. Yeah, all women love beards. Fantastic. We can close yeah. that case. Close the MacBook that has all the questions. Like Why it. are women's restrooms nicer? What have you got down there <laughs> yeah. that needs what pampering? Little, what are those little bins for? Next, what? Uh, well, you know, we we have. I've opened one, but it's got a little second thing that hatches up. You can't even see what's. Oh inside. no! It's and you, think, you think that, that would be? I have to put right in. tea cake on that, and it'd be like, oh, service! Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tea cake you for a tampon. Oh, it's just the, most, the nicest thing I can imagine appearing on a little shelf. <laughs> Do you have any more questions for women? I know uh, you two as gay gentlemen are basically like, you like women, right? But um, uh, do you have any, any, you know, for the listeners? Well, Anything Sarah, else that you'd like this to is your first opportunity to talk to men. 
Sure. Well, do you have any questions for men? Oh, too cool. Yeah. What? Touche. <laughs> it's not all about you. Yeah. Hang on. I mean, we're all, this is equality, isn't it? Yeah. We're all on the level. Shit. Um, I, I, I think we're, no one can argue the fact we're currently living in a world in which equality is running rampant. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much bloody equality, that's the problem. Um, would you, I mean, it's a pipe dream, obviously, but would you ever like to be Ghostbusters? I've never known that role model to exist for me. A man, a man Ghostbuster. A man Ghostbuster. Yeah. I mean, I what would you even call it? Ghost. A Ghostbuster. 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 I mean, I've seen like the latest Ghostbusters movie or the only Ghostbusters movie, and like they shot the ghost in the got nuts. And I wouldn't be happy doing that. No, because that's where my dick is. I thought he was. I might miss the nuts and hit the dick. Yeah, mm. that's that's kind of not funny. No, like the fact that like the the baddie in the in the only Ghostbusters film I can think of uh, was just basically a men's rights activist, and mm. then turned into a ghost and got shot in the nuts. Oh. I think that's good. I think that's equality. Yeah, but what about as a boy? Men's <laughs> rights. Because men's rights. I mean, people have. A, I don't. Everyone, I'm sorry, those two words together. I'm not. Because all I hear about these days, mm. Sarah, is feminism. This uh-huh. so abortions. Sure. That. Yeah. Uh huh. What Good. about? Yes. That's, what that's about a, that's... me? Queefing out poison darts into <laughs> world leaders. <laughs> that's like Putin. Angela nice Merkel. Little, nice old Putin. <laughs> yeah. What about Angela Merkel? What about her? So I'm, so, I'm just supposed to be cool with that, am I? Yeah. No, I think... I, I can't, I can't believe you didn't get what he was... He only, he named a female word leader and you went, what is the wrong with that? Yeah, because all I had was like a list of like men and then like a good one. <laughs> Who like busts ghosts oh, and sorts Europe. I think there's no middle ground here. No. I don't think we can ever reconcile this difference between the genders. I think men are from Mars. <laughs> Somewhere else. <laughs> Venus? Oh, yeah, it does rhyme with penis. Well done for passing up yeah. on that joke. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I just handed that to you. As yeah, a, no, no, and I didn't I, take it. That, I, just, I did 77% of the work on that joke. <laughs> I gave it to you. And 7% of my work was by not seizing the joke and just <laughs> pushing it back to you as a rejected treat. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry for ruining your podcast, readers. Um, it's all right. It's our fault for invading your home and then making you join in. Thank you, <laughs> Sarah Morgan, for being a part of regular features. <sighs> I like a regular feature. You like a regular feature too. Regular, regular feature too. Malfunction. Malfunction. Hey, if you like the regular features podcast. Um, here's something you can do. We've actually got a live show coming up December 5th. Is that correct? Yes, December 5th at the Canal Cafe Theatre. Yay! Uh, it's going to be the blowout. It's going to be Christmas to 2016. Just when you think 2016 couldn't get any better, just you'll come to a live comedy show in Maida Vale, which will make the events leading up to this thing pale in comparison. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much going to be the end of... Everything I can see. It's going to be Christmas themed. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Canalcafetheatre.com 
uh, and you can find tickets there, or you can go to regular features with a dot before the ES. Just Google regular features, you find our website, and you can uh, find tickets there as well. There's still some left, 20 at most. <laughs> so get in there quick. Like a, like a 24 little twats. <laughs> <laughs> You can also go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and you can help us out by donating a little bit per episode if you like the podcast. I, I'm a Patreon for regular features and despite being a woman and having vocal fry, I love being a Patreon and please have my 66p. <laughs> You've just paid to be on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to pay my money for this one? Yeah, you can pay us directly now. It's oh fine. God, was that all right? That was horrible. <laughs> um, thank you, Sarah Morgan. Thank you. Sorry for being horrible to you. I liked it. It's all we've I'm got. used to it. I'm used to it. I'm literally and, and do used check to it. out Sarah's podcast, The Fear, in which some people do talk about the things that scare them in very interesting ways. <laughs> no, no it's, just, it's a good podcast. Thanks, Log. I love you. <laughs> good night. Bye bye. Bye.